Hey guys, and welcome to the Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report, the first podcast to bring you the local fishing report for Alabama's lakes and rivers, whether it's good, bad, or ugly. This episode is brought to you by AFCO. Family owned and operated, AFCO fishing apparel and tackle are designed to handle the harshest elements and help you weather any day on the water. From cold tournament mornings to the humid summers in Florida, our products are built to handle the extreme. We are proud to hear customer stories about the 20-plus year life cycle of the AFCO products. Visit AFCO.com. That's A-F-T-C-O.com for on-the-water performance gear. And also brought to you by Southeastern Pond Management. Since 1989, Southeastern Pond Management has been a leader in pond and lake management services. If you own a pond or a lake anywhere in the Southeast, Southeastern Pond Management can evaluate the health of your pond and then work with you individually to put together the right plan to get what you want out of your body of water. Through electrofishing, liming, fertilizing, and weed control, Southeastern Pond Management is the one-stop shop to help you produce more healthy, trophy fish than ever before and if you're interested in building a new pond or lake give these guys a call to help evaluate your land and design the best possible body of water for you if you're anywhere in the southeast schedule an obligation free consulting with one of their biologists by calling 1-888-830-POND or check them out on sepond.com What's up, guys, and welcome to the Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report. I'm your host, Brian Sin. Thank y'all for listening today and joining us. I uh, hope you're having a great week. Weather's changing, that's for sure. Uh, it's cooling off a little bit. Still some pretty hot days out there. Got some storms rolling through. Got a little more rain, hopefully a little more current, a little stain to the water. So uh, it's definitely that time of the year when things are changing. i always anxious to see how all those things change or fishing so man we will get to our first segment but before we do let me say hey if you guys are i know all you fishermen that listen y'all a lot of y'all are also hunters people that buy land or own land and hey don't forget if you're looking to buy land or you're looking to sell land reach out to me brian sin i'm also with national land realty i would love to to help you find your next property or sell the one that you currently have and you can reach me at 601-383-2344. Hey, but let's get to the first segment. Looking forward to it with my buddy Zeke Gossett from the Coosa Chain. Zeke, what's going on, my man? Hey, nothing much. It's been a struggle on the Coosa this summer, hadn't it? It has. There's still, I mean, there's still been some big bags laid in, but if you look down the list of any tournament, you know, it falls off pretty quick. So it has been a been a weird year, and I've seen it happen like that. You know, maybe the lakes are in kind of a cycle as far as, the class of fish hopefully are growing up but yeah it has been a very weird late late summer and it it always happens you know around this time of year that late summer gets that's usually when it's the toughest sometimes yeah does it seem like to you that it's been a little different this year maybe i mean you know past years it it seems like the fishing and and logan was pretty good in the summertime. I, there were some big schools of fish gathering up in deep water, and and if you got on those big schools out there, you could you could do really well. It seems like to me, just listening from different reports I've had, that it's not quite been the same this year. Yeah, I'll probably blame it on a couple of things, and I don't think it's all of this is why the fishing's not good. But a couple of things I've noticed, you know. Uh, one, there's a lot of shad in the lake this year, and uh, which is a good thing, I guess. But, you know, there's a point where there's so much, you know, 
they don't have to eat your artificial bait. And uh, uh, I see it on the forward-facing sonar, and uh, a lot of times there's so many baits on, like, stumps or rocks or docks, you know, and see fish in the bait, but a lot of times they're just chasing that bait, and it's hard to get them to react to something if they're just suspended on that bait or, uh, or they're just so locked in on those shad, you know, it's hard to get them to chase a, you know, not a live bait. But uh, the other thing is there's been a lot of fishing pressure as well this year just seemed like there was a lot of big tournaments especially on logan martin just back to back to back and and uh it really kind of i think it kind of hurt especially the deep bite as far as a lot of the community hole stuff never got good and uh, i believe there were some fish starting to get out and then we had a couple of big tournaments in a row and it felt i felt like the fish got really pressured and they just never really got out there so that's kind of a couple of things also i saw a lot of carp as well and i don't know what kind of carp i think they were just buffalo carp but I don't know. There's a lot of carp and other trash fish gar and uh, a lot of a lot of just trash fish on those community holes and the bass just seem to never get there. But yeah, it has been weird. It's been a very uh, shallow water has been a lot better this year. And the, in order to win a tournament, I feel like I've had to fish a lot more shallower this year than I have in years past. Yeah. When you're fishing shallow, like right now, I mean, I, you know, uh, hopefully things are changing and, 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 and the fish maybe that were out Deeper, they're starting to starting to migrate up. Maybe a little bit shallower. It's, I don't know if it's cooled off enough to really make a big difference yet to the fish. But when you're fishing shallow in Logan, I mean, Logan's not a gunnerful. It's not like got grass everywhere and and weed lines right. everywhere. And what do you kind of target on Logan Martin? I mean, there's docks everywhere. So I mean, a docks is always a, a good place to start, I would guess. But what do you kind of focus on? Yeah, lately now we've had a big rain since I've you know since we fished and it's been a lot more current in the river so it's kind of changed it up a little bit but uh historically speaking in as far as like a couple weeks ago or previous week I was targeting main river docks a lot mainly deeper ones actually and that's when I mean deeper I mean in that eight ten foot range like with a finesse jig and we were actually catching a lot a lot of fish um we're getting we were taking a lot of bites and you'd have to fish a lot of docks but once you finally found a dock or a little you know two or three boat dock section usually we call as many as three or four fish off one dock sometimes um and you'd catch one decent fish doing it most of the time you know one over three but you know your five fish limit would usually be around 10 to 12 pounds you know but we were getting a lot of bites on like river docks and also the grass bite it's been one day it'll be really good and uh the next day it's not very good but especially if you got some cloudy weather and like a little bit of rain you know of course it's going to be better and for the grass and uh, for anybody that don't know logan martin there's a lot of grass kind of on the middle section of the lake and or anybody anybody's familiar with the lake lincoln landing has the new landing here on logan martin it's really big now but that little section right there has a lot of grass and it's bank grass you know it's coosa river grass so uh when i say grass i'm not talking about like you said the gunner's bowl you know there's no right. offshore hydrilla or nothing but i've been doing that and i have lately i've been fishing a few uh stump rows as well like shallow stump rows anything in five to seven foot of water and that seems to what i do best that kind of that mid midwater section and that stuff's harder to find you know and i, I just from my experience because i've lived here for so long i know i kind of know a lot of that stuff um but the reason i think they're around that section because we were having a turnover there for a little while and you know the fall turnover was starting to happen and anytime that happens it, it always gets really tough um it just uh, it seems like the lake's just kind of dead on some days you know and but i'm hoping and praying usually labor day weekends usually that turning point as far as some fish starting to bite and the, you, you progressively every day you know you can see it getting better and 
kind of started noticing that in this big rain. We've had a couple of cooler nights, so um, I think we're going to need it two or three nights in a row, you know, to really kind of make that change. But still, right now, it's still pretty tough. But I'm I'm looking to the future, you know, as far as I think it's going. I think we're right around the corner from it being pretty pretty good. Yeah, well, and that's what I, that was my next question for you is: Is there like a certain water temperature that kind of makes things start popping a little bit, or is it maybe not the the temperature, but the change in temperature? Just, just you know, going from eighty eight degree water to eighty four degree water, or something, or is it more of the is it more of the rain that we're starting to get, and more of the current? Which what do you think will will have the biggest effect? Yeah, so there's like three things I, I look at as far as, you know, seeing towards the future uh, as of right now. You know, when I'm saying future, I'm saying, you know, towards the end of this month, first of October, that's when you really start seeing those changes. So three things, and of course, we already talked about that the cooler night, that's the biggest thing. A lot of times I guess the shad moving, you know, especially in the back of the pockets, you know, you heard that my whole life and everybody that knows anything about bass fishing, you know, you, you, know, you start seeing the bait move off the river into the pockets. Another thing big is the time of day. Uh, and what I mean by that, you know, it starts getting darker sooner. Mm. And that to me is actually one of the more important things I've noticed. And they do it a lot, especially even in the springtime. And uh, when those days start getting longer in the spring, I can tell the fish start to bite better, you know, and they, they're they moving up the spawn. But anyways, uh, and the third thing, of course, is water temp. So water temp right now, uh, let's see, we're sitting... And about 83, so it's it's fallen. Uh, I think last week, early last week, I think it was still up in that 88 degree range. So it's fallen, you know, five six degrees. And the rain, we had a big rain, so it's kind of cooled it off. So really, that magic number though, um, I would say probably once it gets down to 75 and lower, uh, that's when I really start seeing big changes. And uh, the fish just bite better, you know. And it's just a weird time of year right now. Uh, you know you can get discouraged but there are some fish that bite and, and, it, and it helps with current to have current and now you don't want too much you know we've had we had a lot of rain and particularly talking about logan martin there was a lot of rain in gaston so you know it, it, when it rains up up north of logan martin you know they get all that rain gas and it, it flows down through here so they have to run the water super hard now the, why i mean that's a bad problem it's saying too much water if they're running three turbines you know it's hard to present present your bait to fish especially on the main river because the water, water's moving so fast now once that water slows down i can see it, it it really helps out presenting your bait and the fish bite a lot better so you have to kind of let them get used to that current there for a little while but once they get used to it it running you know consistently for you know about two or three days they they usually tend to sit, set back up but like i said you know time of day water temperature and uh, just those cooler nights you know that's what i'm that's what i'm looking forward to yeah. And what will you, as far, as far as right now, I know you mentioned a while ago that you were fishing a lot of swim jigs and kind of, you know, maybe mm-hmm. a, a slower presentation right now. Uh, what are some of the other go-to baits that you would say would, would be good now and kind of how will that change moving forward in the next couple of weeks? Right. So I'll, I'll start with how, what, what I've been doing lately. So I fished a couple of tournaments this past weekend in Logan. And, uh, we did fairly decently finished second one one like top five and the other and uh I, it's, it's junk fishing one-on-one there's not particularly any one bait and it's kind of cliche to say but like sunday i caught one nice fish on a buzz bait our second biggest fish came on a chatterbait and our third fish came on a crankbait so uh just saying i the best way to approach this time of year to me is to put five or six rods on the deck 
uh, keep it simple and move around to find what I feel like that section of the area or area of the lake that's, that's, that the fish are biting. And once you figure out that section, you know, and it can be either down in the Clear Creek area way on the bottom end or it can be up around Lincoln Landing. Uh, and you just have to kind of kind of guess. And it's different every day. And that's what I try to tell people. And Lug Martin's very different as far as any Coos River Lake because I feel like it, it changes every day. It changes by the hour sometimes even. And if you can figure out the timing and what area, maybe what area of the lake they're biting in the best, that's that's a big key because, you know, you can go fishing for a day and fish on the bottom end and be like, you know, there's not a bass in here. But you can go the very next day and they, they can just be killing it. So, but to go back, usually, like I say, five or six rods and I would have early morning, I like to cover a lot of water. So, hey, you know, you keep your buzz bait in hand. And another bait I've been doing really good on is a finesse jig. So just with a small crawled trailer on it and three-eighths ounce skipping around docks once the sun gets up and that's a great way to get by it so it's probably been my most consistent bait uh, another bait like i said chatter bait's been really good as far as covering water like in between the docks uh, you actually throw it in the grass as well just throw like a three-eighths ounce chatter bait not throw the thunder cricket a strike king but that's a great way and, and, and all those baits you can cover water pretty you know fairly quick uh, another one i'd probably throw in there is probably a square bill square bill is very powerful this time of year especially when the water it's not running or even when the water is running, but I like it because it, it draws a real good reaction strike. You know, when you run across a rock or even down the side of a dock, you know, you can create those bigger fish. Uh, I've seen it where that's the only thing they'll bite sometimes. So you had to kind of keep an open mind and, but keep it simple at the same time and then just keep those five or six rods on the front deck and kind of go fishing. But you definitely, I, I'm not looking at any deep water right now, anything. And what I mean by that, anything over really 10 foot of water. Um, I'm not looking at any water over 10 foot. So, you know, 10 foot to one foot is kind of the section I've been fishing, especially we had a big rain uh, last Sunday. And uh, when there's that much current in in the system, they're biting somewhere shallow. Man, that's that's some really good info, Zeke. Thank you for that. Let me ask you, you you mentioned the chatterbait. Which one were you, did you say it was a Strike King? Yes, sir. Yeah, Strike King Thunder Cricket. It's a, it's a, I, I really like that that chatterbait particularly i throw the three eighths ounce and this is why the three eighths ounce crawls over like cross ties and docks or even if you come to a lay down or even rocks especially through grass it, and I, I throw it i usually have two of them rigged up and uh, one rod i'll usually have like 50 pound braid on one for the grass and it rips through the grass really good and the other one i usually keep on like you know 15 to 17 pound fluorocarbon for docks and uh that bait that particular chatterbait it's a little bit more subtle um, it's a little bit more quiet, you know, and it, like than uh, you know any other compared to any other chatterbait, in my opinion. And it's a great chatterbait for when things are tough, and it it just really creates a good reaction strike, you know, for fish that don't want to eat sometimes. Yeah, you get rid of it really fast and burn it. And actually, I caught a fish the other day, kind of right at the boat. It chased it to the boat, and I dropped it down, and I kind of when it fell, I kind of ripped it up real quick and made that fish react. So it makes sometimes those fish that just want to chase or not bite at all and either a the fish has to get out of the way or b bite you know well i love the cheddar bait fishing and and uh, it's a great lure up you know i've used in the past i've used the jackhammer so i was kind of curious with why you were using a different one i know the the, the jackhammer is probably one of the most well-known ones and at the same time it may be the most expensive one my goodness i'll strip down and dive in the water to get that sucker on home Mm-hmm. Well, that's another thing. A lot of people use, you know, what you just said, the jackhammer. So that's showing those fish a little bit something different. That jackhammer is pretty, and it's good in the springtime, you know, and it's loud. And uh, sometimes the fish want that. But 
uh, that if you ever use one like the Thunder Cricket, it's uh, a little bit more subtle, and you and you know you just have to kind of fish with it to see that. But um, it, it does come through cover a lot better. Uh, jackhammer tends to roll a little bit. Yeah. Not saying jackhammer don't catch fish because it's won a lot of money for everybody, including me. So, but that that uh, Thunder Cricket, it, it comes through cover really nice. I'm definitely gonna have to check that one out. Yeah, and and it has a big. Uh, what do they call it a jungle hook in it so it's an owner jungle hook so it's it's a stout hook heck yeah i'm definitely gonna look that give me give me a couple of those and try them well man that, that's a lot of great info thank you for it you know i, I know you know definitely like we talked earlier it's been tough on the whole coosa chain it seems like this year but uh we know that things are changing and it's it's gonna get better and Man, if somebody was going to come up and go fishing this weekend, you know, I got to get a tip of the day from you. So what would your tip of the day be? I would say when you put the boat in, whether you put it, uh, say, at the new ramp at Lincoln, if you're going to Logan uh, or you go to town and country, any, just any ramp, I would say pick a section of the lake and really try to figure out what those fish are doing in that section of the lake. And like I said earlier, keep it simple. Uh, you know, start with your buzz bait, cover a lot of water, fish sea walls if you're on the bottom end, fish grass if you're kind of in that middle section. You know, just keep it simple. Choose that area of the lake, and and I would stay in that area until you know until I figured out what the fish are doing. And once you get a couple bites, you know, really start trying to key in. You know, what they're on, whether they're on you know a, a one foot to three foot dock, or they're on a, a deep river dock, or are they on a you know a five foot brush pile? You know, just try to figure out what the fish are doing that day, and never count anything out. And that's the biggest tip I can give right now is don't, a, don't count anything. That's yeah. a great tip, Zeke. That's, that's a great one, man. Just kind of get in there and let the figure out what they're doing in that section and pay attention and remember where you caught them and, and go from there. So great segment. Zeke, if somebody wants to uh, book a trip with you, man, what, what's the best way for them to, to reach out? Yes, sir. Yeah. So if you want to book a trip, go to my website, ZekeGossetFishing.com. Or any of my social media, Zeke Gossett on Facebook or ZPG Fishing on Instagram. Good stuff. Zeke, thank you, man. Hey, guys, if you're listening, you're interested in, in booking a trip and you're thinking, uh, you know, don't know who to book with on the Coosa or Logan, let me tell you, Zeke has taught a ton of people. He's taken on a lot of successful trips and a lot of these young college guys that are coming up. I'll say this, Zeke, to you, you've made a big impact on a lot of young people's lives teaching them and, and they've looked up to you and uh and they've gained a lot of insight and knowledge from you so so thank you for being so willing to share not just on the podcast yeah. but with these young guys coming up you made a big difference in a lot of them's lives so guys yeah. if you're looking to book a trip give zeke a call i promise you won't regret it all right buddy i appreciate you man look forward to talking to you again soon yes sir hey how's your wife been doing Man, she's doing good. She's doing good. Thank you so much for asking. She's she's doing great. Cancer free. Man, we back to back to running and playing tennis. So, so man, awesome. I got that got that behind us. But greatly appreciate you asking, brother. Okay, good. Yeah, I was I was wondering when you texted me last time. I was like, man, I need to ask him about text. I know, I know it's been a while, and I've been busy ever since you. It's been a while since we've done a uh, podcast together, but. Uh, I've been meaning to ask you about that. So, I'm, but I'm glad to hear that. I was uh, I was wondering about that the other day because cancer, it's not, it sucks. <laughs> but yeah, you know, my mom she had she had the the skin cancer. What's it called? Melanoma. Melanoma. Yeah, she had it on her leg the other day and she got cut out, but she's fine too. So good, man. Um, good. Yeah it's, yeah, it's a scary thing, that's for sure. So uh, I do greatly appreciate you asking, and 
man, a lot of answered prayers there. So hope that she stays cancer free. Yes, sir. Yeah, sure. I'll be praying for her. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Look forward to talking to you again soon, buddy. Yes, sir. See ya. All right, guys, let's take a few minutes and hear from some more of this week's sponsors. This week's episode is brought to you by Hilton's Real-Time Navigator. The days of heading out and blindly looking for good fishing areas are pretty much over. Don't waste time and money on fuel searching for fish. You need the most recent, highest resolution images to not only know where to go, but where not to go. The knowledge provided by today's technology is critical when planning an offshore fishing trip. Make the choice that the professional captains all over the Gulf of Mexico make and choose Hilton's Real-Time Navigator. The easy-to-use interface and excellent customer service will have you on the fish every time you go. Check it out at Hilton'sOffshore.com. And by Baker's Metalworks and DC Supply. Baker Metalworks and Dixie Supply offer numerous items to help you get your project done right the first time. They carry a variety of different panel profiles in your choice of colors and gauges with all the matching trim and accessories. They also offer a full line of hardware items and post-frame building designs. Their friendly and knowledgeable sales representatives are always willing to help answer any questions or concerns you may have. Contact them with any questions or get a free estimate today. Baker's Metalworks and DC Supply, your metal roofing headquarters. All right, guys, welcome back to the show. Uh, great first segment. A lot of really good information from Zeke right there. Appreciate him as always getting on. Let's go south from here, man. Let's go to Ufala with our next guest, one of my favorites. Y'all know him on here if you listen to the podcast much. Mr. Clayton Bats. What's going on, Clayton? Oh, not much. Just getting off work. And finishing up everything I got to do around the house before I head out to Lake Ball and run some trips this weekend if the rain don't rub me off. Yeah, maybe maybe it won't, man. Maybe it won't. Well, what's the fish doing down there right now, man? I know you y'all had a y'all. I was just on, you know, I just had a segment before you, and you know, talking about the Coosa Chain and Logan Martin and how awful it's been this summer compared to other years. And uh, just the fishing's been really tough this summer, it seems like, and hadn't had the offshore bite that they normally have there. But man, I, just from from talking with you in the past, it seems like y'all had a pretty good summer. I had a real good summer, but I'm saying that the last two weeks it's been extremely hit or miss. I mean, I can unload them and show them to you on Lowrance Live and. I can turn around, we can point at the target at them, and we can sit there and watch them. But it's just, it's hard to get in the bite last couple of weeks, you know. But with that being said, you, we've had a couple of really good days in those last couple of weeks when they would fire. They're out there, you just got to, instead of pulling up and catching them right off the bat, you got to fish them. Got to work a little harder at it. Right. They didn't really want to keep throwing. And people that don't know ledge fishing and understand it all, I mean, it's like if you get somewhere and it's hard to say, hey, you need to keep casting that same spot right there for 30 minutes. A lot of people don't want to do it. They always, I mean, I have clients that are throwing out in the back of the boat, and I say, sir, ma'am, you're throwing out 60 feet of water. Just trust <laughs> me. You keep throwing right there. <laughs> Throw right where I'm telling you. <laughs> We're looking at yeah. the fish on live scope right here. <laughs> right. You know, I just, I've had some people that didn't want to do that, and and on those days when people, I mean, I hate to say it, when people don't want to listen to the guide, I mean, I've been out there doing it for a while. It, it makes it even more difficult, you know, because I mean, they're not casting the fish. They're throwing out in the middle of the river. 
Yeah. But our water temperature, it was up. It crept on up that 92, 93 degree mark. And now we're getting down to the 86, 87. And I look for that cranking, you know, like a Jinko CD25, CD20. That's about to fire up. That water temperature needs to come down just a hair bit more. And it's going to get back right. It just got way too hot. The lake is the water uh, sun the penetrated down there in that deep water. It's done got hot. So now, with everything starting to cool off, they'll start going back biting again, a little bit more activity. Good, good. You Like you're saying, you're having to stay on these fish a little bit more right now uh, to get them to bite. Are you having to, ch- to slow down the presentation? Are you fishing with something? Are you having to change your lure and go to something else, maybe more finesse? Or, or are you fishing the same lures, just having to pound them? Throwing a bunch of the same stuff, and it's, right now it's too obviously into the spectrum. Throwing a light, shaky head with like a finesse worm on it, um, a drop shot, or either the other two things. Like I just said, that Jinko CD25 and CD20, I'm throwing it through there, and I'm burning it as fast as I can burn it, just to try to get one to react to it. And a Jinko spoon, that's the other thing we're catching them on. So it's from one off-season to the spectrum to the other. One thing that's been working, too, and uh, after I fish at school, I'll get up there, and I'll kind of chase them around with that active target try to break them up a little bit and get them up there on the flat. I can chase them around with it, and we can always pick up three or four more fish doing that compared to just leaving. Yeah. With the weather changing and, and I mean, the water temperature starting to cool off, of course, that's, man, I see that next week we're going to have some, you know, we're going to have some days in the low 60s at night, it looks like, and and uh, that water will start cooling off in a, in a hurry. I know that you're, you'd love the offshore and that's, man, that's, that's your bread and butter and you follow such a good lake for that. But as the water cools off in these next few weeks, will you see a, a pattern change? Will these fish start moving up? Will you change the way you're fishing? I'll go more, I might put down the drop shot a little bit. That's just a great bait for clients to throw, but they'll get more on the shad baits, uh, that Jinko CD25, CD20, that spoon a hair jig, stuff like that that you can kind of a little bit more power fishing for them. A trimmer head, trimmer head, uh, that's one of my go-to baits, especially in the fall because you can fish it from 12 feet deep to 30. And that's a what? What's that called? Pinko, trimmer head, and trimmer shad. I like throwing the one ounce and three-quarter ounce medium bell one. Yeah, good. Okay, I got you. I got you. Good stuff. Well, does when you're fishing the ledge, and I'm, I've probably asked you this in the past, but when you're when you're ledge fishing in that deeper water like you're doing right now, does color seem to ever matter? To me, yes. I mean, I like especially when the, on a plug bite. Some days when it's cloudy, they're you know, like the, like a tropical shad. It's real sunny. They might want something a little bit more natural. Uh, I kind of play with it day by day, but I love something that's got some greens and pinks in it, something like that. That's, Kind of my go-to colors. Yeah, good stuff. What about your tournaments, man? I know you've fished a lot of tournaments this year. Are you kind of wrapping up the tournament season right now, or are y'all still you still wide open? Yeah, wrapping everything up right now. I just put my boat up for sale, so if anybody's interested in a new ride, mine's up for sale right now. I just ordered my new Phoenix. Got a new dealer I'm going through with Phoenix this year. Couldn't be happier. A little closer to home, people I know. Central Georgia Marina down there, they're taking care of me down in Macon, Georgia sponsor stuff for next year the business side of it right now and along with guiding is what i'll do in hunting till december rolls around well i know i know me and you was uh talking before we got in the air we we both fired up about both season coming up not too long from now so 
uh, we'll we'll put the fishing poles down and be in a tree stand a little bit. That's for sure. Yeah, ours opens up this weekend. As a matter of fact, I got a guide trip Saturday morning. Said it was with a kid, and I mean, I can't back out on. I mean, I made the obligation, so I'll be there. Happy to do that. Uh, one other thing I want to mention: we got coming up October first at the Go Fish Education Center, Perry, Georgia. I got a kids' fishing rodeo. Anywhere from a two-year-old to a fifteen-year-old, and we'll be giving out all kind of prizes, sponsors, and just have a good time. Dude, that's awesome, man. Where can people find out more information about that? Uh, look on my Facebook. I'll be posting stuff about the event. Uh, it'll be on my guide webpage, too. Just let you follow fishing guide. Uh, I'll try to be posting it everywhere I can. I'll send you a copy of it, post it on y'all. Uh, just try to get the word out and see how many people and how many kids we can get down there to have a good time. Heck yeah, man. That's that's good. That's, that's awesome of you to do that and to be involved in it. Uh, so thank you for that. Man, hey, you just gave your information of, of how to find out about the fishing rodeo. Uh, that's also the same way that people can uh, book a trip with you, whether they're wanting to come to Eufaula and, and catch fish and or whether they're wanting to uh, get educated on the electronics a little bit more. I know you do both. Uh, is that Are those the best ways to contact you that, that you just rolled out there? Yeah, give me a call if you have any is 334-310-8338. One of the great companies I'm with, or individuals, however you want to phrase it, is every kid deserves a fishingpole.org. And I know a bunch of people listen to the podcast, and it's a great cause. This is, it's not like some charities or groups like where they'll take some money and, you know, use it for other things. This is a 100%, whatever you donate, 100% of those funds go to putting fishing bowls in kids' hands that might not have the opportunity to buy one or might not be exposed to fishing because I know if I wouldn't have been exposed to fishing by my aunt and my uncle, I wouldn't be on the phone with you right now. Yeah. You know, so anything to change somebody's kid, get them off video games and get them in the outdoors and just introduce them to something new. Amen to that, brother. No doubt about it. That sounds like a great uh, a charity and a great organization that they've got going on. So, guys, y'all be sure and, and check them out. Uh, it's Every Kid diver- Deserves a Fishing Pole. Is that what you said? Every Kid Deserves a Fishing Pole.org. Dot he org. donated last year on my fishing rodeo. He donated 50 rods and rigs to give to kids. And this year, he's doing another 50. So the first 50 kids that get there, they'll receive a free rod and reel. That's awesome, man. That is awesome. Well, hey, before you jump off here, I know you said you got a boat for sale. What you selling? I got a 2021 Phoenix 920 Elite. Uh, it's got four low-rants, HDS lives on it, poles, power pole charge. Sounded like decked out. Well, hey, guys, it sounds like we lost Clayton real quick, but, man, we appreciate him being on. Guys, give Clayton a call if you want to go to Ufala. This guy knows that lake, and he catches a lot of fish down there. Plus, he's a great guy. All right, let's take a few minutes and hear from some more of this week's sponsors. This week's episode is brought to you by United Bank. United Bank knows what an important role agriculture plays in our local economy. At United Bank, they are here to support local farmers with financial products and services designed specifically for agribusiness, including real loans for farmland, equipment loans, working line of credit, and more. 
Truth is, they deeply value the contribution agriculture plays to our community, and they help our local farmers build successful businesses. They want to see you succeed. Learn more at unitedbank.com or stop by any United Bank branch. United Bank, all loans subject to credit approval, equal housing opportunity lender, member FDIC. Also brought to you by Fish Bites. For more than 20 years, anglers everywhere have come to know one thing, that nothing says no to Fish Bites. We are the Fish Bites Nation, and this is your invitation. So grab some Fish Bites and get busy casting, because you can't join the nation without doing the catching. Ask for Fish Bites or Fish Club Lures, or visit fishbites.com. Also brought to you by l and Marine has something for everyone, from small hunting boats, pontoon boats, to bigger bay boats, offshore boats, and hybrids. l and Marine LLC prides itself on its customer service and knows how important it is to be taken care of and to have someone you can trust. They are locally owned and regularly support the community. L&M Marine provides superior customer service and has an entire team that consists of professional sales members, financial experts, service technicians, and a knowledgeable parts and accessory staff to support you. Go visit their friendly, reliable, and experienced staff now locally owned six miles north of I-10 on 34600 Highway 59 in Stapleton, Alabama, or call 251-937-1380. All right, guys, welcome back to the show. Man, I always love having Clayton on here. He is the man down there in Eufaula. He catches bass and catches, and he knows that ledge fishing, and he is really good at it. So y'all be sure and and call Clayton and, and book a trip with him. Uh, he's another one that you sure won't regret booking a trip with. That's for sure. But Hey, segment three today, I am super, super excited about, I've been dying to get this guy on here because Hey, let's face it every week, everybody that listens to this podcast, there's very rarely a segment that goes by and there's sure not a whole show that goes by where we're not talking about electronics and how to use them and how to get better at them and how people are catching fish and that they're here to stay like them, hate them. It don't matter. You better be able to use them if you're going to compete and if you're going to catch fish. And so I am very excited about this segment because we got my buddy Danny Hartzell on here. Danny, how are you, man? Man, I'm doing great, Brian. Thanks for having me on. Well, I appreciate you getting on. And, and man, I, I know that we have kind of played phone tag in the past a few times. And then, uh, hey, guys, I, I trapped Danny at church. I went and visited a new church <laughs> just just because I knew Danny went there, right? And and I figured if I get it, get get this man in church and he's going to have he's going to have a hard time avoiding me. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And we're glad to have you. Well, man, it's uh, we 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 thoroughly enjoyed it, and look forward to seeing you guys there again. But, but Danny, you are an electronics guru, and and I am not, that's for sure. So I'm looking forward to to getting in the boat with you myself and letting you educate me. But you've got quite a story uh, of things that you've developed here lately, and 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 some some things to help all of us anglers become better with our electronics so man tell us your story buddy yes sir so about five years ago i I became a uh i guess a promotional staff some people call it a pro staff but i'm i'm definitely not a pro i'm a fireman by trade but i got on with hummingbird at rather johnson outdoors 
and uh, they gave me an opportunity to come in and gave me a little discount on some stuff, and uh, I started learning their products. And uh, during that time, I was doing quite a bit of install work on the side when I wasn't at the fire hall. I'd do a lot of uh, install trolling motors or depth finders or various things. I got pretty good at that. I uh, found a lot of good good uh, ways to help the customers out doing that, and and it it was always the same questions that kept coming up when people would come pick up their their boat from my shop. How how do you operate this thing? You know, how do you turn it on? What what does what? So I told my wife that I said I I really need to learn this so that I can uh, be able to help these people out. So I downloaded the Hummingbird Manual, which is a great uh, source. It's a free source from their site for for the applicable unit that you've got. About 270 pages, somewhat uh, written in a way that was a little bit, uh, I guess, more difficult to follow. So I told my wife, I I taught for a few years in college, and I told my wife, I said, you know, I I think that I can use this as a base to kind of understand, kind of educate myself, and then I can get out there and uh, just spend a lot of time on the water and and really learn this stuff and and you know really make the guys at uh, Johnson Outdoors proud of me. So that's where it all began about four years ago. It took us about eighteen months to write the first training manual, and then we were able to uh, uh, some some guys got hold of it up north. We're grateful for our Wisconsin uh, Minnesota guys because uh, evidently that's all they do is fish. <laughs> they uh, they are sure great customers. So they uh, evidently were were had hard water. So they spent a lot of time uh, ordering the books, and they really helped us through social media spread the word. And then we were able to uh, kind of get started that way. And I thought, well, if if one is good, we can make two better. So we spent a lot more time on the second edition and uh, included a lot of the new updated material, uh, Mega Three Sixty and everything from the core series all the way up to the helix gen 4 so we had all the you know all the current technology which it changes pretty often about every two years seems like they come out with something some new model numbers so we're gonna we're gonna have to keep up with them but as of right now we're, we're current on all of our training materials that we have and we began to do that and and uh thought that uh we would need to, to make the mousetrap better by developing a website. So we did. It's electronicfisherman.com. And so we worked on that. My son-in-law, typical 24-year-old, is pretty good at social media. I, I didn't even know what a like, a follow, a subscribe, any of that stuff was. But he's kind of got that set up for us as well. So that's where we've kind of grown really quite a bit since uh, February of this year. And we've probably, you know, sold over a thousand books this year you know, just, just in this time in 22. So it's been very, God's really blessed us this year and we've worked hard. You know, when I'm not at the fire department, I'm, I'm definitely uh, on the water with people training or I'm, I'm doing research. So that's well, kind of where we are to this point. Well, and, and, and I love what you guys have done and, and, and man, I, you, you are, uh, we've talked about this the other day too. You're, I got a chance to spend a little time with your son-in-law and, and you are blessed there. It seems like you've got a great young man that you've added to your family. Yes, sir. Uh, seems like he's, you know, great personality and, uh, definitely a young man of faith. And, and that's all you want for your daughter, right? You got that. You, you ahead of the curve. Right. So congrats to a good Amen. son-in-law. Um, yes, sir. 
Danny, what you've done is 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 so interesting to me because I am that guy that won't read the dang manual that comes with the unit I bought <laughs> because yes, it's hard. It, I, I'm not a very smart guy. I, I, I can sure talk on a podcast a little bit, but I'm not a, <laughs> I'm not a really intelligent redneck. And, uh, right. and, and, and you can get so bogged down and overwhelmed with manuals that may come with your unit. Right. And so, yes, sir. or, or we lose them and, you know, throw it away in the box or whatever it may be. And now we've got nothing, but what you guys have done is y'all been able to take this manual learn it, become professionals at it, and then put another book together or another manual together that makes it where I can understand it and and not just understand how to operate it, but then also the added benefit of here's how I operate it and here's also how I use it. And I think that is just incredible tool uh, to have for somebody who is not already extremely proficient at these electronics. Yes, sir. That's correct. You know, cause you see, you know, people get a new boat or, or, you know, they, they, they deck them out with the latest and the greatest electronics and they, they may know how to turn it on. They may have no, and this is, this is where I struggle right here. I've got a unit. I know how to do the side imaging. I know how to do the down imaging and, but I'm, I'm, I'm very limited in my knowledge of how to get the most out of that unit. And to me, that's, that's what you're bringing with not just your own your book, your manual, but you know, people going and getting in the boat with you and booking a trip with you to to learn how to put it into practical use right because yes, most, most go ahead i'm sorry go ahead uh yes sir most, most people use you know i always have people to evaluate themselves prior to a uh, on the water training class or you know even when they're interested in our material i always have people to evaluate most people say about 10 to 15 percent uh knowledge of, of what they just went and spent you know between 803 grand on you know so so it was our goal to increase that to where we could uh, you know they could get value they could have confidence a lot of people are unable to go during the week because of work and you know time is time is important so when you're out on the water you want to be as efficient as possible so if if your equipment that's the reason why you bought it other than just telling the depth you you want it to be able to help you you know, navigate and locate structure and fish. So we basically have gone through systematically and, and, and broke down the process to where we can, where we can uh, take someone who's a true novice with, with very limited knowledge and even those that are more advanced in their learning and we can benefit those, you know, just through the, uh, just through the manual, we have it obviously in a digital, but we uh, as well offering as well. But we have it in a waterproof and a uh, uh, regular print. So it's a product that has really been uh, beneficial to a lot of people. They they feel more confident when they go fishing now, and it and it gives us great pride. Uh, you know, we we love uh, Johnson Outdoors and their product line, and that's we we've worked very hard. To, 
stay up on their technology and so that we can teach and train others how to use it better. Yeah, and, and you know, you kind of answered one of the questions I, I had, but, you know, I was kind of wondering that myself is what percentage of people, profession, when you get out of people that are guiding and when you get in professional and, and tournament fishermen, when you get away from that and you get more toward the weekend warriors like myself, what percent of people are actually getting the most out of their electronics? It's probably a pretty small number. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a shame, really, for you to have that piece of equipment on there and, to, you know, other than for, for visual oohs and ahs, that thing will really benefit you if you know how to use it. And so we just tried to simplify that process and and uh, to use a Saban. I'm not a Bama fan. I hope that doesn't offend people out there. But I, I to use one of his one of his terms that he uses, you know, we teach process. There's no such thing as set it and forget it numbers when it comes to sonar sonar is ever changing depending on depth body of water you know ambient light there's a lot of things that that will change as as you fish even the same body of water throughout the day so it's very important to understand what does what push this button get this response and so that you can um make those changes you won't have to have a cheat sheet or someone else's settings you can just use your own use your own eyes and and dial it in the way that you you see best what are some of when you go out with people uh, or when you're talking with other anglers you know what are some of the biggest mistakes or the biggest downfalls or and it may may not be downfall maybe just lack of knowledge what's some of the 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 main problems that you see people having with their units honestly uh you know it all begins with installation that's not a prop on my part i mean we do installation of course but i mean installation is very very important transducer camera angle is extremely important so i mean it all begins it's a process when you when you you know when you start at the transducer the transducer emits sound that sound travels through the water, it pings off something, it brings that data back, that data is then, you know, deciphered and depicted on the screen is is the shape, size, density of what it just struck, the distance away and all that stuff. The computer calculates that. So that's good. Keeps you from having to use a rock and a string, you know, to determine depth or, you know, that stuff. So, so really, you know, I think when you understand that these units require you know, there was a time 10 years ago that the, the screen size was 7 inches, 8 inches, 10 inches was considered a big screen. Now, you know, they've got them 15 inches or more. So it's always, it, it's changing. And because of that, you need to have, you need to have your, your, your equipment wired and connected properly for the unit to function right. So I see that as probably the number one mistake is either the installation is done improperly or the the units are underpowered and then just lack of knowledge. You know, you can learn a lot from units by just placing them in simulation mode and and playing with them. The unit will not ping. You can sit there in your garage and play with the unit as long as you got battery power. So you know, I, I would start there. I think I think it's you know you start it you start at the foundation and you work your way up. So that's what what I do is I I you know would make sure that people have the proper installation, the proper power source, and then from there it's just a matter of spending time you know either with a 
with someone that can teach them that process or through written material or someone that knows what they're, they're looking at or what they're doing. Yeah, I think that time in the boat with somebody is, is, is so valuable. Uh, I know that, you know, like for me, you know, when I got my unit, you know, I'm watching YouTube videos. I'm trying to trying to learn and, and educate myself through watching, you know, people that are doing YouTube videos. And, and there's a certain amount you can learn from that. But sure. it's, it's really a lot more difficult than I, I mean, look. YouTube is an unbelievable tool. I fix plumbing and electrical <laughs> stuff uh, that I never thought I'd be able to fix. And you watch a YouTube that's video right. and you figure it out. But I found that that's not really the case with with learning this stuff or learning it good enough to, to be yes, proficient sir. at it. I mean, you can get a basic understanding, but it's really hard for somebody on a YouTube video in a short time to to show you why they set the unit you know how they're using it why they're using it the way they are i think you i think it's so important to be in the boat with somebody uh and and of course having that manual even before you get there to educate yourself familiarize yourself and in a way that can be understood and then and then be able to get in the boat with somebody and and see practical application that's why I'm looking forward to getting a boat with you, Danny, because I need to be trained. Yeah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Anytime. So you've got your unit set up, installation's proper. Do you mess with the settings much after you get on the water, depending on water clarity, depth, things like that? Yes, sir. So we've kind of come up with a pretty good system, pretty good process. Remember when we talked about it earlier, um, there are no set it and forget it numbers when it comes to sonar. You might encounter muddy water if you pull up in a creek. Uh, you might have clear water when you're out on the river. So, I mean, you know, there's there's a lot of different scenarios. You know, I spoke earlier about the light. You know, a lot of times people don't think about screen brightness or the color that they see best under the current light conditions and so you know maybe if it's more of a cloudy day uh, you know more of an amber color or more of a bluish green or whatever might might show or reveal things much easier for you so you know that's kind of we've kind of put together a step-by-step process just a kind of a common sense approach to sonar sonar has really been around you know since the early 1900s that's how they found uh, submarines and stuff you know, and while it's changed, it's uh, it, it's it's still the same process of, of sending and receiving data and, and, and putting it on the screen. And it's, you know, it's our job as interpreters to learn what a stump or rocks or, uh, you know, a brush pile or bait ball or a school of fish that are tightly, you know, near the bottom or fish that are feeding you know, and so on, what what all that looks like on the screen. You can definitely set your units so that you can, uh, you know, get all that information. And I mean, that's even back to the, uh, you know, the a lot of the older units that are six, eight years old still can reveal a lot if, if you just know what to, how to adjust them. So yes, sir, to answer your question, it should really only take you about five minutes to get your unit, if that much, really dialed in. Once you get in on the water, you know, our process is very, very easy to follow and it's, you know, step by step. So that's that's kind of, uh, I guess, what people like about our uh, training material is that it's, 
you know, is written by an old Alabama redneck, and it's kind of simple terms, push this button, get this response, and uh, they like that rather than more yeah, you, of an engineering type you, of talk. You speak in my language now, brother. I can follow that. <laughs> I, I, I can. That's something yes, I can get behind and, and understand there. Yeah, keep it simple. Keep it simple and give me step to step and I and I can I can be all right. But uh yes, well, let's sir. don't get to let's don't get too overly detailed and 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 scientific and and all that <laughs> that yeah, what do I need to do to set it up? What buttons do I need to push and 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 when do sure. I need to change things and and, and and you know and and not just when do I need to change my settings as far as contrast and color and things like mm-hmm. that. But when, you know, when to change from side imaging to down imaging, you know, you've got your side imaging on, you, you see something, you see a stump or, and you know, you're like, okay, I want to get a better look at that. You know, when do you, when do you go from side to down imaging and, and, and things like that, all those things, maybe they're simple to some people, they're not to me. And, and so it's really cool that you guys have created something that, uh, that man, we can we can use and understand and, and get better and because of it, catch more fish, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. I mean, think of uh down imaging, side imaging, 2d, mega 360. All of those things are just tools. They're just, they're just sonar tools and they all have their own place. And so, you know, once you understand uh, frequencies and, and how some frequencies extend out and give you more range, some frequencies give you more clarity or definition, um, once you kind of understand exactly what the unit is doing, what the uh, configuration of the beam, the sonar beams or pulse, once you figure all that out or once you learn it, uh, then you can apply that on the water and you can change as you go and you can better define what you're looking at. Um, you know, for example, if if I were to pull up in a pocket and, uh, you know, slough, creek, whatever, and I wanted to scan a 150 feet on the right, 150 feet on the left, well, I probably would not choose the, the, the clearest or the, the most defined, you know, mega imaging. I'd probably use 455 kilohertz because it gives you, it allows you reach. So that's probably something. If I had some stuff in the water, some, some uh, you know, particulates in the water, or some, some stuff that was interfering with my mega returns, I might choose to go with 455 and get a little bit better return. That's just another variation of that particular, you know, side imaging, down imaging that you can use. Once you understand what does what, then you can make those subtle adjustments while you're out there. You know, it'll really benefit you once you understand the process of what does what. And that's that's some that's some fascinating stuff. And and hey, like I said when we started this segment, guys, it's it's the world of electronics with fishing right now. And you know, you you see, man, it impresses me with these young guys, whether they're high school fishermen or college fishermen, uh, all the way up to the pros. I mean, you they're so good at this and and a lot of times where you know we we grew up fishing where you throw out and you're watching your line and you're watching where you're fishing (laughs) these guys are watching a screen that's right and they're that good at it and and it and it makes all the difference and uh if if you're going to compete you it's here and and you might as well learn to to be the best at it that you can be and uh so what y'all done is 
needed. I mean, big time needed. I'm behind it. That's for sure. And, and man, not just the, the manual, but the, uh, you know, the, the service that y'all offer where you take people out and, and teach them practically how to put into play what they've read in your manual. So thank you for putting this together and for creating it. And, and man, we just, uh, you know, look forward to, to having you back on the show in the future soon and, and talk more about it. But if somebody wants to order the manual from you, what is the site that they need to go to the name of it? And then second part of that is what's the best way for people to get in touch with you to book a trip, to go out and, and, and spend the afternoon in a boat with them. Yes, sir. So, um, our website is electronic fisherman.com electronic fisherman all you know all one word dot com and that'll bring them to our site for the month of september we're actually running a special so if they buy any you know advanced manual so whether it be the waterproof or regular print they can get a digital copy of it uh we'll we'll send them a digital copy for free normally that's 60 dollars for a digital copy so now we're running that through the month of september so electronicfisherman.com we'll get them there you know go in under google do the search and it'll bring you right to the and you should see the four tabs you know the shop tab going in there and if you have any questions you know our contact information is there at the bottom i'll you know go and give you my my personal number uh is two zero five nine six five five seven five eight two zero five nine six five five seven five eight as far as booking a trip if if you want me to 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 quickly tell you kind of how that works mr brian i will sure so basically let's say that 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 brian you decide that you want to come most most of our classes are done out of beeswax i am willing to travel it's a little bit more uh, expense involved you know for me to travel throughout the state obviously but uh, most of our classes take place at Beeswax, which is on Lay Lake there in uh, Shelby County. So uh, someone will pull up at the ramp, we exchange, you know, pleasantries, and then we begin the class by doing kind of a system overview. We look at, you know, any any visible, you know, whether it's their units, whether it be a sensor, a heading sensor, you know, anything pertaining to their trolling motor. I basically open up, look at the battery compartment, kind of see how they've got their things uh, wired. Uh, you know, if I can make a simple adjustment to a transducer angle, I go ahead and do that while before we ever put the boat in the water, just to kind of get it close. There's some other ways to get it closer, but just if it's way out of whack, we can make some simple adjustments there. And, uh, you know, I'll kind of make recommendations on things that they might consider that would improve uh, the performance of what they currently got on their boat. And, you know, that's something that, you know, I can help them, you know, either order those parts or tell them where to go get them. And I'll even tell them how to put them on themselves if they're a do-it-themselves type person. Then we put the boat in the water. We spend about one hour of covering everything on the external, all the buttons on the outside. And then we go through every menu and sub-menu on the inside of the unit. Kind of go through it, tell them what does what. We set it kind of in a way that uh, feel like it would benefit them. And I always have the clients write down or text me three things that they feel that they want to learn or get get better with. So 
We spend about uh, a few minutes setting up 2D, DISI. We get that dialed in completely to what their eyes see best, not what I think is best, what their eyes see best. And then we'll we'll go out, we'll identify, we'll start picking out. I've got several targets of interest throughout Lay Lake so they can drive to these areas and kind of like a treasure hunt, they can find, you know, the rock piles or the brim beds or stomp fields or whatever it is. And uh, it's kind of a fun thing for them to do. Then as they become uh, more comfortable with what is doing what, we exchange, we change roles rather. I become the student and they're the teacher. So then I begin to ask questions. How could you improve on this image? Uh, what is it that, that you could do to, to make that, uh, you know, clearer, see things better or better define that, that target of interest? So that's kind of what we do. And then we make sure that we give them plenty of time to cover the things that they had really wanted to focus on. But every class is pretty much the same except for the three things that they really feel like that they want to get better with. A lot of times it's vertical fishing. A lot of times it's just uh, identifying things, side image, down image, 2D. So there's just a lot of things that we we want to make sure that, that we give them their, their true money's worth, not go out there and, and set it up and say, well, this is what you need to leave it on for it to work best, because that's just not true. So that's kind of what we do. Um, that's my personal number. You know, they can reach out there. They can also send us an email at um, training at electronicfisherman.com. That's training at electronicfisherman.com. They can reach us that way or they can shoot me a message within business hours on my cell phone. I'll be glad to get with them and see what their needs are. Man, that's awesome, awesome stuff, Danny. And so many, you know, like you said earlier in the show, you got people that spend a thousand, two thousand, three thousand, four thousand dollars or up to put great electronics on their boat. But if yes, you you know, if you don't know how to get the best out of it, it's almost a waste of money. So if you're gonna spend the money to get the units, spend a little more money and learn how to really right. use it. Right? That's right. I mean, that's like yes, me sir. buying I'm a big bow hunter. And that's like me. I, I mean, I got a really expensive Matthews bow, uh, <laughs> and I, you know, but I know that bow. I know how to use it to get the most out of it. And I'm not shooting any crooked arrows through it because I know what I'm looking. I know what I want it to do, and and what it's and yes. what that arrow flight should look like when it comes out of there. Uh, I understand it, and uh, I don't understand the electronics like I need to. And and so I'm excited about y'all's manual. I'm excited about doing a trip with you myself and booking a trip so I can learn more. I mean, I'm not being a host of a show. I should know these things. I should be, I should be better at it than I am, but I'm not. You probably and, are. Uh, no, I'm really not. Uh, but I got, a, I got a lot to learn on, on that side of it, but you know, that's the, that's a service that that's the kind of the way I look at it is I've spent the money on the unit. Why wouldn't I spend the money to get really, really good on the unit? I'm a baseball guy. And you, you know, I mean, you had sure. a long talk about that the other day. I do a lot of private lessons in baseball and, and, and people, people go out there. You'll, you'll see parents go out and they'll buy a $400 bat for their child and they won't get anybody to, to teach them how to, to use that bat the correct way and to get the most out of it. Right. So it's the same type of deal. 
people hire me to teach their kid to use that $500 bat. People hire you to, uh, you know, they buy these expensive units and they need to hire you to teach them how to get the most out of it. It's, 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 you know, whether we're talking about fishing or we're talking about other things, it's all, it's all the same deal. So, Hey guys, give Danny a call, get on the website, check the manual out, order you one. Uh, if you've got any questions, I can tell you, Danny sure won't mind you, you calling and, and picking his brain, man, book a trip with him and go out there and, and learn to be a, a better fisherman because you know what you're doing with your electronics. Right. So Danny, thank you so much for, for taking the time to be on with us. Look forward to talking yes, to sir. you again soon, brother. Thank you very much, Brian. Talk to you soon. Stay safe. Yes, sir. You too. All right, guys, let's take a few moments and hear from some of this week's sponsors. North Alabama is the place to go for your next fishing expedition. North Alabama is home to eight picturesque lakes. Pickwick, Wilson, Wheeler, Weiss, Smith, Neely Henry, Lake Gunnersville, and Bear Creek Lakes. Each lake is well-stocked with a variety of fish, and in North Alabama, fishing is great year-round. For more information, visit www.northalabama.org and click on Plan to download a North Alabama fishing guide. Also brought to you by Great Days Outdoors magazine. Are you frustrated by your typical hunting and fishing magazines? Are you tired of reading content meant for guys up north or in the Midwest? Don't get left behind following the guidance of guys who don't hunt and fish in your home state. Pick up a Great Days Outdoors magazine subscription and become a better Southern outdoorsman. Great Days Outdoors magazine can be found at your local Barnes and Nobles, Books a Million, Tractor Supply Company, Rule King, Bass Pro Shops, or you can save and buy online at greatdaysoutdoors.com. Man, I, I don't know about y'all, but I really love that segment that we just did with Danny and, uh, man, this guy, he knows his stuff with the electronics and the sonar and, and, uh, what, a, you know, I was talking to him after we, we, we quit recording and, you know, I made a baseball analogy in, in the, in that podcast and that segment talking about hitting lessons. And I mean, it's so, man, there's everybody and their brothers you can find people all over to, to do the hitting lessons or pitching lessons or golf or volleyball or gymnastics or you name it. There's people out there and they're not real hard to find that can give private lessons. And, and, but there's not, it's not as easy to find people like Danny and, and what he's done by putting it in a book that's understandable, that gives you step by step. That's invaluable. And so really enjoyed that segment myself personally. I hope you guys did reach out to Danny, uh, get on their website, check out their manual, order it from them. These are good people, uh, right here in Alabama that have put this together and they're being really successful with it. And we want to support them in every way that we can guys. Thank y'all for listening to today. As always, I enjoyed bringing you the report just like each and every week. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please take a minute to subscribe, rate, leave us a review wherever you listen. And if you'd like us to email you the show, man, you know, we'll do it each and every week. We'll make it easy for you. All you got to do is text the word fishing to 314-665-1767. And we'll email it to you each and every week. Spread the word, guys. Tell your friends about us. Stay safe out there. And we'll talk to y'all next week. Thank <laughs> you.
This week's Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report was brought to you by BoatersList.com. Do you own your own company that needs to reach boaters, anglers, and marine enthusiasts? Sign up for free today to grow your business on BoatersList.com. And by Great Days Outdoors Magazine. Pick up a Great Days Outdoors Magazine subscription and become a better Southern outdoorsman. You can save and buy online at GreatDaysOutdoors.com. And brought to you by Killer Dock. Check out the best fish cleaning stations known to mankind at KillerDock.com. Also brought to you by MB Ranch King hunting blinds and feeders are built to last right here in the USA. We also offer high quality, easy to use corn and protein feeders that can be filled with both feet on the ground. Call Kevin today for more information or get a quote at 205-807-2937. MB Ranch King, built in the pursuit of perfection. And brought to you by Photonist Defense is proud to offer the PD Pro line of night vision systems. The PD Pro Series is the world's smallest and lightest night vision goggles. These ultralight, ultra-compact night vision systems deliver the cleanest image, best resolution, smallest, most transparent halo, and best overall performance and function of any night vision system available. The PD Pro line consists of the PD Pro M 16mm monocular, the PD Pro B 16mm binocular, and the PD Pro Q panoramic night vision system. Photonist Defense, Masters of Darkness. And brought to you by the Alabama Marine Resources Division reminds all recreational anglers possessing gray trigger fish, greater amberjack, or red snapper that they must report these fish through snapper check before they are landed in Alabama. For more information about snapper check, please visit OutdoorsAlabama.com. And brought to you by OutdoorAlabama.com. That's where I learned the basics of how to hunt and fish. Learn more at OutdoorAlabama.com. Go hunt, go fish, get outdoors. And by Bucks Island. Bucks Island has been in business since 1948 for all of your new and used boat needs, as well as motor sales and services. And now they have a pro level tackle store. Visit them online at BucksIslands.com or give them a call at 256-442-2588.